0: Thank you for joining us on the CFF Podcast. Today, Pastor Pablo Martinez will be inspiring you with a message from the Word of God. We hope you enjoy and welcome home.
1: All right. Why don't we give Jesus a round of applause. Come on. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. Give somebody next to you a high five. Tell them welcome home. Welcome home. It is a great day to be the house of God. Yeah? It's a, it's a good Friday now. We call this Formation Fridays, right? All right. And we also are starting today the re-encounter. I'm going to give you guys the first talk of the Reencounter. If you don't know what it is, don't worry about it. You're okay. You're not going. Ask it. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, want to, I want to share with you something pretty cool. Uh, and that is that every single one of us, every single one of us have something called branding. You guys ever heard of the term branding? Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually a, a, a marketing term. And what is branding? Anybody know what branding is? Our, our, our media department should definitely know what branding is. Something that marks your product. That's pretty good. All right. Somebody else? Branding. It's, it's an identifi- yeah, identification. Exactly. You see something and you ID it right away. Right? You see, I don't know. Uh, let's see some brands really quick. So, one of the first uh, brands here, is, what do you guys, what's that called? Audi. Audi, right? That's the brand of an Audi, right? It's an expensive VW, is that what it is? Uh, a Volkswagen. Is that? Are they the same? Yeah, no, I was kidding. Uh, Audi is awesome, right? What about this? Of course, you guys can read, right? It's Gucci. Now, if you see that Gucci with a C in the beginning, it's no good. All right, uh, what about that? What is it? Maserati, we have a, a Maserati uh, sales guy here. It right. was, was. Now I think now it's Porsche, right? All right, next one. Oh, wow. Okay, girls. Wow. All right, girls. Somebody give Kate Spade a round of applause and Coach and Goach and Burberry and uh, Louis Vuitton. I remember one day uh, Eoni had a, a Michael Kors purse and, uh, and uh, her little sister said, Melly said, oh, I, I like your Mary Kay purse. He's like, no, it's not Mary Kay, it's Michael Cord. Why, why is there, why, what about the next brand right here to the left? What do you think of that when you see that? Glasses, right? Uh, what about to the right? Some of us are like, what is that? Fendi. What about to the left, bottom left? Yeezys, Yeezys right? Uh, Yeezys, right? I think Expen- <laughs> expensive shoes. Hey, how much are Yeezys? Like, some really nice ones, Georgie. I see you sporting some every once in a while. Six hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. All right, good, good. And they're made out of uh, dolphin leather, right? I think. Okay, there's. <laughs> the, what, what? Panda leather? Yeah, panda leather. Exactly. Some people are like, really? No, man, it's like really just like cloth. All right, next. All right, tattoos, right? You see, you see tats. Tattoos mean things. Sometimes they don't. they just random because you were drunk. But most of the time, most of the time a tattoo means something, right? Uh, like the lion. Some people say it's the lion of Judah or my friend has it. Or uh, the one on the left. What about, what about that? Does that mean anything? Life, right? Time. Time is on my side. Uh, what about the next one? I think that's it, right? We got one more. And I want you guys to look at the one in the middle of the, of the, do you see the one in the middle or no? It's actually in the middle of the screens and it's a cross, right? What's that brand? What, what is that brand? Jesus. What, I wonder what brand are you? Like, we all have a brand, but when people see you, they think of why? I mean, because when you see, you know, when you see the, the, the four little circles, you think of Audi, you think of a fine car. When you see, you know, the, the pitchfork, you see the Maserati. You know what I mean? When you see the LV, right? It's not Las Vegas, right? It's Louis Vuitton, right? Uh, or Louis Vuitton, like how we say it, back home. You know, but what about you? What do people think or what do people feel when they see you? When they see your life. What is your brand? I want to read to you something that it's a, it's a verse. It's one of my favorite verses. And it became uh, very confronting to my life at some point, And I just could not shake it, man. I kept on hearing that verse in Galatians 6.17. Galatians what? Yeah. 6.17. Ask the person next to you, what brand are you? What brand are you? Okay, Galatians 6, 7, 6.17. What brand are you? And I'm just going to read to you that verse. Uh, actually, I'll read to you the whole context of it. But you're going to see 6.17 up there. See with that what... Uh, I'm going to re- read it from verse 11. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. Those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh. By trying to compel you to be cir- uh, circumcised simply to, so that you... So that they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For those who are circumcised do not even keep the law themselves. But they desire to have you circumcised so that they may... Don't worry, I'm not going to compel you to be circumcised if you're not today. Uh, verse 14, uh, but made nev- I mean, if you want to, but it may never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. People were trying to boast on like trying to be all, uh, you know, super religious and, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a real Jew. I'm a true Jew. Uh, you know, I've been circumcised at this age, at this time. Uh, you know, I'm of this particular lineage. Uh, but Paul says, I don't boast in any of that stuff. I don't boast on being smart. I don't boast in having titles. I don't boast on being anything. I only boast of the cross of Christ. For those who are are circumcised do not even keep the law. It says, verse 14. Actually, let's go to verse 15. For neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. Check this out. 16. And those who will walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon Israel God. Check this out. 17. This is my favorite. From now on. Let no one cause trouble for me. And another one may say, leave me the heck alone. For I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. It says, leave me alone. Why? Because I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. People were asking and questioning if this guy was a true believer of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul had a rep. He had a reputation that he was a killer of believers. He was a killer of Christians. His name used to be Saul. And when he was, he encountered God, he completely changed his life. And so people in the faith were questioning his faith. And he said, leave me alone. And I don't know if he did this. I don't know if he like, just showed him his their back, and in, back, in his back you could see like mine probably doesn't have any of that, but it, it'd be pretty awesome, right? If I could just show you my back, be all like lashed up and like bear claws on it. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, that guy's been through something. You know, Paul showed him all his scars, all his real life tattoos, and said, "Check this out. These are the marks that I bear for Jesus Christ." This is insane. Paul is saying, this is my brand. This is who I am. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. What marks your life? Everyone in this world, I don't care how old or how young you are, you have a brand. When people see you, when people know of you, when they hear of you, they think of something. You may, you may not be listening to the sermon, but I promise you it affects you anyway. You are are marked and you have a mark what is your mark it may be violence for some of you it may be anger for others it may be softness it may be what is your mark is it I don't know party guy is it you know the wild girl what what is your mark is it the religious person is it the one who doesn't do bad but doesn't do good either it's just the neutrality what is your mark what mark do you bear and I'll tell you this that it is it's amazing to me. The more I, 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 I develop this calling of mine as a pastor, I see people with the marks of kindness, of sensitivity, of rudeness, of happiness. What marks do you have? Because your mark will impact people and will draw either people to or away from you, right? Your, your brand will either draw people closer to you or away from you. What is your brand? Are you working on the branding of your life? And I'm not talking about appearances, because Paul says it's not about appearances. Paul literally says, I bear the marks, and the word that it's used is called stigma. Stigma. You guys ever heard of that word, stigma? Oh, you have a stigma about you. Did you guys know that Christians, the word Christians was used as an insult? Like, oh, you're Christian? And like, "Uh, yeah, so? But if you would have been back then, it's like, oh, you're trying to be all like Jesus. Look at you trying to be like Christ. I remember when my sister got really radical about Jesus, I used to make fun of her. She went to, to, uh, to this encounter. Uh, you guys ever heard of an encounter? It's pretty awesome, right? She went to this encounter. Man, I'm telling you, my sister radically changed. I mean, she was different. I knew something had happened to her. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to. Honestly, I didn't want to get involved at all. I would make fun of her because she was all around Colombians and the Colombians that would minister, oh, Colombia. So, you know, I would just always make fun of her for that. But I'm telling you, man, when my sister was radically changed, it was like, man, she bore a different mark over her life. Before, she used to be the one who had a really short wick, you know what I mean? A, like a really short, uh, how do you call it, short fuse, right? And, and, man, she would blow up immediately, and we would always be fighting because I'm so kind and nice, and she'd always bully me around, right? Uh, but we would always be bumping heads, but when she truly had an encounter with God, I remember thinking, man, that, that's real. Like there's something on. I grew up with this girl, and I know her well, and I went to church with her, but, man, she's different now. There's a, there's a different brand about her. I don't know about you, but I like scents. I, li- I like smelling good things, obviously, you know, I'm not smelling people's feet. But I-, I, like- I like cologne, and some colognes are-, are better than others. So I had Claudia go and pick me the finest cologne she could possibly find in the 99 cents store. And so this is called Dark Noir. Who wants this amazing cologne? Raise your hand and run up here. <laughs> really? All right. <laughs> Did you hear what I have up here? All right, good, good. Okay, so what is it called? What is this called? Dark Noir. Dark noir. Noir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you could go It might as well be Mwah. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, stay here. Here. It says 19. no, 199 amazing value. Ooh, you get, you get uh, the, the shaving cream, the aftershave, the shower gel. Shower <laughs> gel, right? You get the dark Noir. Now, this looks like the logo of another cologne that I know it's not expensive either. It's called Dracar or something. Uh, it's actually it's here. inspired by Dracar. Now, when you're inspired by a cheap cologne, that, <laughs> that tells you something about how cheap this cologne is. Now, if you're wearing dark noir, I'm not offending you, I'm not attacking you. Feel free to wear it. I give it. To you. I'm serious. I can let you have some of this. But why would you guys? Why would you in the world? If you have like an amazing, awesome cologne like Chanel, or you know, I don't know what other good colognes are? You know, Tom Ford's out there, Creed. Woo-woo. What? Which one is it? Which one? Paris Hilton, all right, he likes Paris Hilton. For men, for men, for men, okay, good, good. All right, all right. Aqua di Gio, I don't know, whatever you wear, you know. Uh, you know, Armani, whatever it is you guys like wearing. But why in the world would you ever pick dark noir? Other than the fact that maybe, you know, times are tough. <laughs> and that's okay. But it's not okay for God to say, I have a great brand for you, a brand that will draw people to you, a brand that is, is better than any other brand, a brand that literally will set you apart, a, land, a brand that, you know the, how marketing sells you things? Like, wow, if you could only wear this, then all the girls will come to you, like, with ox. Wait, where are you going? I know it's, I know it's uncomfortable. I'm about to spray some ox on you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you guys are seen that, the bod? And then all of a sudden, the guy becomes like a stud, and you're like, yeah, that doesn't really happen. Can we give them this amazing cologne? Yeah, yeah, give them a round of applause. Ladies, ladies, get ready for Dark Noir. Uh, but <laughs> that should be your name from now on, Dark Noir. You know, uh, but uh, Ryan's like, no, that's my name. Yeah, woo. You know, I know, I know, man, that it, it, it is, it is, it makes a difference, man. It makes a difference. I know you could say, oh, you're a materialistic pastor. No, I'm not. It's not about that. It's, it has nothing to do with materialism. it has to do with quality. Why would you ever ever want to drive something that leaves you in the middle of the road, leaves you just you know halfway there, uh, something that you know is not good quality versus something that's good quality that will last a long time. I used to pay uh, i don't know if you guys know these awesome kind of jeans called solos. Anybody know solos? I used to wear solos well. If you have to knock off solos, like I had knockoff solos, where you take the tag out and underneath was another brand, I was like, wait, hold on a second. Valley Mall just ripped me off. You know what I mean? Like these were jeans that would not last very long at all. They, they not only did not last, they just they weren't great jeans. Now, I'm not saying I always buy the best. But if you could, wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you buy the best for somebody else that you love? What if you go in your birthday of your or your you know your best friend's birthday or your wife's birthday and you give her dark noir your husband's birthday you give him dark noir and you're going to be like okay hold on a second i know you love me but it's questionable right now <laughs> right <laughs> if you have done that speed up your game man it's not good but i'm going to ask you this would you not say that there's a difference between one brand and the other it's a huge difference there's a huge difference not always the case, of course. Sometimes brands lie and, you know, they appear to be better than they are. But for the most part, I would invite you to think about this. What is the best brand a person could ever truly wear? What is your best brand? What is the brand? Paul said it. This is the brand I wear. This is the brand. These are the marks. This is what marks this brand. I want to give you four Four things that makes, that lets you know that's the brand. If I get close to a guy uh, and he's wearing cologne, like at least three pumps, I can usually tell uh, one of the, some of the more commercial colognes, because I, I, I like scents. Oh, oh, you're wearing chrome. Oh, you're wearing Hugo Boss. Is that aqua? Yeah, it's aqua. I'm usually really, really good. I don't know if you guys know this. There's jobs out there called the nose. Do you guys know that? Like the nose. And these are people that are like, they, they're they're usually men, because they have a, for some, I think the reason... Men usually have a better sense of smell than women. That is because men smell, and God bless women to not have to smell us all the time. That's just my theory. But but men have a really good sense of smell. You wouldn't think of, and some girls say, what? Well, because they're dog. No, no, it's not because of that. It is because God blessed us with a good sense of smell. Right? We have this 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 I went I was there where you know they make this awesome colognes, went to this factory, and I remember looking at this this Tiny little perfumes like this, tiny little, uh, little little vessels. They're so expensive. Like it was this pure nard, you know, it's super expensive stuff. And I was thinking, I was thinking, nobody knows these things. Like it's expensive, but nobody knows it. Who would pay for that? If you don't know it, would you pay for that? Or would you pay for something that you don't know? I mean, maybe, maybe if it's amazing, if it's really good. You know, Jesus Christ paid the highest price for the brand that you could wear. And that is his brand. You don't have to pay for that brand. Here's the crazy thing. You don't even have to, you personally, didn't have to pay for it. You can wear it, therefore, you will pay it. Listen to this. Once you know how amazing the grace of God is, the brand of Jesus is, man, it will lead you to pay the price for it. It's kind of like, it's amazing to me how many people say they like God or they love God, but they don't bear the first. The first part of the brand of Jesus is faith. So that's the first part of the brand, faith. Is your life marked by faith or is it marked by fears? Do you have faith or is it fears in your life? I'd like to read to you an awesome, I'm not very poetic, but I love um, some specific poems that inspire uh, my life and inspire me to believe in God more. This poem says, doubt sees the obstacles, faith sees the way. Doubt sees the darkness, the darkest night, faith sees the day. Doubt dreads to take a step, faith soars on high. Doubt questions who believes, faith answers I. Faith, faith, faith. Do you have a life of faith? Today, do you have a life of faith? Yes, pastor. What is the difference between a person between, that has faith and has no faith? Are you afraid of being alone? If you're a girl, you're a guy, you're single. I mean, I'm afraid, Pastor. And so because of fear, you give, up your, you give yourself up to someone who doesn't deserve the life that you're living. Am I making sense? Because of fears, you end up making some dumb decisions. Can we do Formation Fridays now? Is that okay? Okay. So sometimes because of fears, you end up doing and hanging out and, and giving way to the dumbest, most ridiculous things in your entire life. I remember that because of fear of being rejected, I used to get in fights. I used to do dumb stuff. Because of fear that my friends wouldn't be my friends anymore. And that sounds even high schooly, But believe it, it happens even now between boyfriend and girlfriend. You cannot be yourself because you're afraid he's going to leave you. Versus I have faith that if this is of the Lord, it's going to be more than okay. And if it's not, God has something better for me. Does that make sense? Having the faith. That faith makes you bulletproof. Faith makes you a person of conviction. Faith makes you that brand. Do you have that brand of faith? The brand of faith that says, man, even if the circumstance is rough and tough, hey, I praise God. I praise God. Because I know, look, I love this quote and I pray that you remember it. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds it. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. That is faith. To say, you know what, I don't have to know everything, I just have to know him. I don't have to know everything about what's happening with my finances, what's happening in my body, in my health. I just have to know him. I don't know who I'm going to marry. Hey, I just have to know him. Amen. I don't have to know, I just have to know him. What's my degree? I don't... I know Him. That doesn't mean you don't take action. It just means that I know Him. I know Him. You see, I, I, had, a, I had this experience in high school. It was kind of crazy. I went into this cafeteria, and, uh, and you know, it was my first day in high school. It was like my first week. And, you know, I, 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 was not, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to eat in the calf, okay? It was only for specific people that had specific affiliations, and I had none of that. And so when I went in there, I grabbed my tray. I was with my friend Juan. And my friend, I think his name, ah, he wasn't that good a friend, obviously. So my other guy here, you know, and Craig. And so we were there and we were just, we sat in this, in this table and some guys came up to us and like, said, hey, this is our table. And I was just like, no. So I just kept on eating my little box juice, you know, my cheap, my, my boat pizza. I don't know what you guys call it. Do you guys still have that nasty stuff? Yeah. It's endured the test of time. You know what I'm talking about, the, the pizza that's, like, soggy and bolillo pizza? This horrible. But I remember I was just like, whatever, dude. And so this guy, like, stands, and he's, like, stands, like, kind of bumping with his, with his belly and just kind of like, this is our table. And the cafeteria was quiet. All of it. It was like, mm-hmm. Right? And, and, you know, my buddy Craig, he's kind of crazy. He stands up. He's like, yeah, are you going to move us? And I was like, dude, there's a lot of them right here, like a lot. Check this out. This guy stands, my, my buddy Juan stands up and he like headbutts him. And he was like, my friend goes like that. Craig runs out. He, he runs out of the calf, like takes off. And I was like, "Ooh, you're gonna get it, bro! Like they're gonna hit us, but I'm gonna hit you later on. Never run out on your buddy. So you know where this guy's screaming at us, like some crazy stuff, and I'm just standing there, and I get up, my buddy's there, the other dude, my kind of friend is there. We're standing right there, you know, and all of a sudden, like I, it's gonna break out, and it's gonna happen. But now it's too late to back out. Because it's the beginning of school, and if you punk out in the beginning, it's going to be a long year, if you guys know what I'm talking about. So I'm just standing there, and we're like, well, here it goes. And all of a sudden, you hear just this, like, this rumbling coming through the doors of the calf. I, it was awesome. I'm telling, I, I wish I had like a GoPro in my head. You know, my brother comes in, my older brother. Don't tell him I'm preaching this, okay. My older brother comes in with all his football buddies and some gangster, like Asian guys from Watching Gang, if you guys know what that is. These guys come in like storming in the calf like this. Tommy's the main guy. He's the guy my brother knows. He's like pushing people around. Shut the F down. Telling people in the cars like, Yeah sit down I was man I was pumped I was like yeah you know these guys had everybody sit down I don't know what he told them these guys went sat down like far away quietly ate their cheap pizza stuffed it in their face and I was just like yeah boy you know I ate in the cafeteria for the next two weeks not because I wanted to because I could because I could you know my brother left it was just awesome they were like punking people head people They're, like crazy it was awesome Amazing. If he, if we, I'm telling you guys, it was one of those moments where you're like, man, this is great. It was, it was great. You know, I, I, it was, I don't even know why I'm telling this story. just healing my heart. No, no. So, so they, they leave, you know, they leave, and we're just eating there. Nobody wants to even look at us. We're like, yeah, a little more extra elbow room, you know, instead of spreading it out. We had like a whole table for ourselves. It was bomb. You know why? Because I knew somebody. Because I knew somebody. I actually knew somebody that can help me out. My friend Craig went out and got everybody he knew. You know, sometimes in our lives, association makes us more of who we are than we would like to accept. I know we don't like to accept it because our mama told us, and everything mama says is wrong until you get old enough and you realize, oh, man, mama was right. Some of, so much of who we are depends on who we know. There's no one better to know Than Jesus the Christ. Do you know him? I mean it. Do you actually know Christ? Yeah, yeah, I know about him. No, no, no. Do you know Christ? Yeah, I know. I know the stories. No. Do you know Christ? I don't mean you pray to him. Do you know his heart? Do you know what he wants from you? Do you know what he likes? What he dislikes? Are you in sync with him? Do you know him? See, you know Elni. She's my wife. I know her. We have relationship. We understand each other. I get her heart. We could look across from the room and I know when she wants to leave. Do you know the spirit of God? Do you have a relationship with him? Do you know when he wants to leave? Therefore, you leave with him. Somebody please understand what I'm saying. You have to get that. Do you know? Do you know him? Because see, faith has everything to do with knowing him. You cannot possibly have faith in someone you don't know. How? Isn't that faith? No, it isn't. That's just dumb. If you don't know what, how are you going to have faith on what? To get to know Christ is your greater faith. You know how you get to know somebody? By testing them. You have to test a relationship. You don't know somebody until they've been tested. Somebody, please know what I'm talking about. Every relationship must be tested. I hated that word, man. I hated it when my, my pastor would say that. Because I was like, nah, nah, that's not true. You know, Eoni and I will always be perfect. You know, and we're never going to get in an argument ever. Our first week of marriage, she's like, I want to go back home. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're not going home. I miss my family. Well, I am your family. You're going nowhere. You know what I mean? I didn't say it like that. I was like, oh, you know, you know I love you. <laughs> but every relationship, every relationship must be tested, man. Every relationship must be tested. Is your faith tested? You have, your Christianity is not worth much to you because you haven't paid much for it. Is your relationship tested? Can you trust the Lord because you said, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this out. I'm going to give everything I've got to you. We hear about the the pound test, you know, that every single, uh, uh, you know, when you go fishing, the lines, they have pound testing. There's a five-pound test line. There's a 20-pound test line. That means that it's been tested at five pounds, and it won't break with five pounds of pressure. Have you been tested? Has your faith been tested? You have a five-pound pressure faith, or how much poundage is there on your faith, I wonder? Like what what, What kind of pressure can your faith stand? What kind of pressure can your, see, many of us don't want. Suffering, We don't want trials. We don't want difficulties. Man, we don't want that. I read of this, this, this lady came to her pastor and said, Pastor, my husband says he's going to kill me if I keep coming to this church. He's like, well, you have faith. You stand strong in the Lord. God's going to be with you. Okay, but he also says if I keep coming, he's going to come to the church and kill you. Are you sure this is your church? Have you prayed about this being your church? <laughs> There's a lot of churches out there. Do you really have faith? Is your faith real? Is your faith when it's you? When you're about to lose something? Are you about to have a... See, I love... It's going to sound strange, but I love scars. Do you know why I love scars? Because I came to understand that scars have this way of telling you, you've survived, you've made it. Remember that time? It doesn't hurt anymore, does it? Why did God allow scars to remain? Why would God allow scars to, to remain? Did you know that the body scars but there's one part in your body that doesn't have scar tissue you know what that is the tongue isn't it wild your tongue could get caught and you won't have you have scar tissue there here's the crazy thing though how many people have been scarred by your tongue how much scars have our tongue left in other people's lives the question is here simple simple question Let me ask you this. Have you been tested? Is there scars in your faith? Can you say, you know what? Yeah, I've been kicked out of my school. I've been kicked out of my family. Yeah, I lost 15 friends, but I got one. His name is Jesus. I can say this. I can say, can you say things like that? The problem is not Christianity. The problem, I'm telling you, most of the time, not all of it, most of the time I dare to say in your life, is not that God is not at work. Is that you... Don't want to take the tests. You just don't want to show up to class. And God's like, if you were just tested, you would see my faithfulness. Man, which leads me to the second point. First is faith. The second one is faithfulness. It's the four F's, right? The four F's. First one is faith. Can you have faith in the times of trial? Can you say, Lord, I know something greater is going to come out of it. Lord, I have faith that you're going to get me through this time. I have faith that even if no one shows up, you'll show up. The question is this, faithfulness is tested when faith doesn't go according to plan. Oh, faith is awesome. But what about when things don't work out according to your faith? You ever prayed for somebody? Remember at one time, I've seen healings, man. I've seen some amazing, ridiculous healings that I tell you, they're like, nah. They show me proof. I would too. Let me just tell you this. One time, my friend Jimmy, he was my roommate in college. Mikey's, are you here, Mikey? Oh, he's in Honduras. Okay. why uh, don't excuse, me? What could he not come to church tonight? Just kidding. All right, he's in Honduras. So, but anyway, he would tell you it was awesome. Like we were there and Mikey tore his calf. We were playing football and back at APU. And I got this surge of faith. I was like, "Okay, We're going to pray for you, Jimmy. And we started praying for Jimmy. This was like around midnight. We were playing Madden. And all of a sudden I got this surge of faith. It was crazy. And I started, okay. He's like, all right, dude, all right, let's pray. And these are all like Christian guys in the room. So we're all going to, we're in this Christian university. We're about to see the Christian God, the Christian things, like miracles. And so we're just there. Dude, it was like 1 a.m., nothing happened. 1.30 a.m., God, please heal him. 2 a.m., Mikey falls asleep. I was mad. I felt like Jesus at the Gethsemane. How dare you fall asleep on me. I'm not, I'm not playing. Jimmy was like this on the couch, like against the couch because I was laying hands on his, on his calf. I was like, be healed him. I, I was pumped. I was ready to see healings happen. 3 in the morning, nothing happened. 3 in the morning, I'm telling you. Somebody goes, man, pastor, that's faith. No, that's anger, man. I'm like, Come on. What happened, God? I think of all the great things that can happen. I was thinking of like Aaron, the guy in our football team that would have been saved if you could only see the miracle. You know what I'm saying? You ever think about that? God, if I win the lottery, think how much I could bless your church. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Like, Lord, I know I have faith. Here's the crazy thing. Guess what happened to Jimmy? Nothing. Jimmy did not get healed. As a matter of fact, the next day, he fractured his collarbone. How? He was walking. I'm not even playing, asked Jimmy. It was ridiculous. This is an athlete, like a college athlete. And he fractures his collarbone by like goofing around and falls. Eight pounds of pressure it takes to break your collarbone. I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. Jimmy's like, thanks for praying for me. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Have you ever prayed for something and nothing happened? Have you ever prayed for someone and instead of getting closer to God, it seems like they just, now instead of saying don't go to church, now they're flipping you off every time you try to go, you tell them something about God. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, how, how faithful can I be? Because you won't know how faithful you are until the ch- until you have the chance to be unfaithful. Right? Or until things just don't go according to plan. The marks of the marks of Jesus. The brand of Jesus. How do I know something's the brand of Jesus? You know, I I um I spoke about how could you tell if a Gibson is a fake. That's a that's a real Gibson. We bought it. And I know what's the difference between a good Gibson and a bad Gibson. is the way that it's soldered. You know, it's what's inside. It's what's different about it. The sound. Humbucker pickups. Humbucker or humbucker pickups. You know, they're really, really good pickups. You can tell it's, it's a Les Paul. is the standard. It's not the, it's not the, the, the top on the custom. But it's, it's that. I inspected it. I checked it. I made sure it was that. Why am I telling you this? Because sometimes you believe you're a Christian. But the marks are not there. They're simply not there. You're like... Yeah, you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Why? My mom's a Christian. What? That's not a part of the brand. It's got a sticker on it. What? It doesn't mean you're a Gibson. It just means you got a sticker on a fake Gibson. I'm asking you, what makes you a child of God? Because there's no grandchildren for God. You know, God has no grandchildren. Pastor, I brought a friend today. How are you gonna preach like that? Preach about love and, and prosperity and how he's gonna get a girlfriend, even though he's ugly. It's not gonna happen today, bro. It won't happen. Unless you really love Jesus. It happened to me. I'm ugly. Wife hot. You know, I'm telling you guys, it's simple. Do you bear the marks of that actual brand? Is that the actual branding? Is the, is the craftsmanship of God displayed in your life? Because the quality will always, always point towards its maker. Man, quality will point towards its maker. Who made this? Man, who did this? Verse says, oh, made in China. Christianity made in China, I should have titled that. Why do I tell you guys this? By the way, China's stepping up their game, man. It is crazy. Some things made in China now are like, dude. It's cool. I, because it's cheaper. But anyway, but anyway, we'll talk about economy later. I'm asking you just the, the, the question: do you bear the marks of a child of God, of a disciple of Jesus? Paul said the first one, right? He said, Look at my body, look at the scars. It speaks of faithfulness. First one I spoke about is faith. Second one's faithfulness. The next one, and I just think this one is just as important as the other two. Are you guys with me? You guys okay? Yes. Faith, faithfulness, and how about fruit? Now, we don't like this word because fruit, for some people, if you're brand new to the church, I'm not talking about bananas and oranges. I'm talking about the fruit of your life. What are you feeding people? What are you giving off? Did you know that your fruit will bless or curse people? What you give, all of us in here have fruit, by the way. But what kind of fruit are you? The Bible says that by their fruits you shall know them. What kind of fruit do you have in your life? Okay, Pastor, I didn't, have, I didn't think that far. I thought I was just supposed to come to church. Isn't that a fruit? No, nope. that's not a fruit. Coming to church is not the fruit. Coming to church is you getting watered so you can get fruit. This is not so we can like it, today's Formation Fridays. I'm telling you this, if you want to like it, if it's about liking something, you'll like the club a lot more. I know you will. I know you will. I liked it a lot. You know why? Because nobody's telling me that I need to change. Because nobody's really truly dealing with my character and my flaws and the issues that will one day hurt my children. So you will like some things more. Oh, you think they're good for you. They're not. Maybe good to you, but not for you. Does that make sense? I'm asking you this. It, it's simple. What's the fruit of your life? What if you live with just that thought? What fruit is there in my life? Well, I'm a good person, really. That's unbiblical. The Bible says that none are good but one, and his name is Jesus. What is the fruit of your life? Is there a fruit of repentance? Is there a fruit that there's this God who is holding your life accountable? Because many times we don't have that display. I can say this, and it's really cool to be able to say it in front of a lot of people. I know many people will hear this, this message But I can tell you most of the people that are in this place are fruit of the faith that Eonia and I have had in Jesus. Not of us, but of the faith that Jesus has given to us. Why can I tell you this? Raise your hand if you gave your life to Jesus through this ministry or through our ministry. Okay, lower it a little bit. This is not something to say, see, see, see. What if I was to ask who gave their life to Jesus through your life? How many people would say... Can you go to heaven and say, "Lord, here I am"? And the Lord's like, "Great job, great job, well done, good and faithful servant." Wait, hold on a second. Who's coming with you? <laughs> Party of one? The Lord's like, um, you know, yeah, okay. We have very few solo tables, but if you really want that one over there, you can have it. I'm asking you, what is the fruit of your life? Well, pastor, I, that's too confronting. That's that. What? No, it isn't. It's simple. It's not hard. Well, I don't know enough. That's even better. The less you know, I'm telling you, the less you'll think it's about you. I love this. I love it. When I, when I was about to, you know, I went to live to Columbia for the first time. It was right after college. I wanted to go into this, this seminary. It's in Talbot, which is a great school in Biola. It's like their, their, their degree, their uh, master's degree, you know, all that. Uh, their, what's it after? When you, when you graduate grad school, right? Uh, but it's for the School of Theology. And I was ready to go. You know, I was like, yeah, my sister went there. uh, And, you know, it was just... When I went down there, this pastor told me, I'm sorry, but that doesn't make you a pastor. And I was like, okay, speak. He said, it's all going to get stuck in your neck. You're going to have so much of it, it will get bottlenecked in your neck. And it won't go down to your heart. Why don't you start living it first so you could start actually needing it then? And I was like, this isn't a soccer field. I was like, I was like, all right, you mean to tell me that I can be a pastor now? Yeah, now. Let me tell you how I responded the following days. I went outside at 4 a.m., and I went around because I knew that at 6 or at 5, the gym would open. And so I went to my, the gym in Bogota. I didn't have a cell group. I didn't have jack squat. I had just started this vision. And I started doing these seven turns, the circles, just going around this gym, praying, laying hands. I think it was kind of weird because Bogota back then is not what Bogota is now. It's a little cray-cray. You know, back then it was nuts. Bogota was not as safe as it is now. I remember going around laying laying hands on the walls. I think people didn't attack me because they thought I was the crazy one. You know, like just going around like this, (laughs) you know, with a hoodie too. It was like just going around. And, you know, every day I did this for like two weeks. Finally, you know, I got this gym member. I did not even have a gym membership yet. Then I got the gym membership. Then I went up to the owner and I said, look, I want to start a cell group here. The guy's like, what's a cell group? Una célula. Remember, this is Bogota, okay? Células is also what their terrorists have, like terrorist cells. Una célula. I was like, yeah, no. I was like, yeah, I want to start a cell group. It's a Bible study. He said, oh, we don't have room for that. I said, well, you I, upstairs, you do have room. I, there's a big part. I don't think anybody uses much of it. He's like, oh, what time do you want to have it? I said, Wednesdays at seven. He's like, okay, that's fine, fine, okay. You know what? Praying the next day all around the walls. I didn't have a pastor. I didn't have people telling me, hey, go do it, pastor. It's going to be great. This is what you know about the scripture. All I knew, all I knew is that I love Jesus. The next day, I mean, the the next week, finally, you know, the day came. I brought pizzas. If you buy pizza in Colombia, people come. It's just beautiful. It's true. It's true. But nobody came to my cell group. I invited everybody. Even with pizza, nobody came. I remember I brought my guitar. I used, to, I used to play the guitar. When you hear somebody say, I used to, it means they sucked and they no longer do it. That's me. It was so bad, you know? So I grabbed my little guitar at 7 p.m., it was there, and nobody showed. I put mats around, I had my cell group, I had my Bible open, I was ready to be a pastor, you know? And I, I just, I would look, and I said, okay, so I closed my eyes. I'm like, okay, they'll show up, they'll show up. I kept, I, I played the first song, nobody showed up, opened my eyes, it felt so weird. Honestly, I felt lame. I was like, I prepared this, I prayed, I had pizza. And nobody came up. You know what? I was determined anyway that I was going to do my cell group. And so I closed my eyes again, and I played the second song. I don't remember which song it was. Cansado del camino, sediento de ti, un desierto he cruzado, sin fuerzas he quedado y vuelvo a ti, sumérgeme. And then all of a sudden, I'm not playing. I opened my eyes. There were like six people looking at me like this. And I was like, yes! I was like... Pizza? Pizza? I get chills still just thinking about it. Man, six people gave their life to Jesus that day. I began my cell group that day at that gym. Nobody told me how to do it. Nobody told me what to do. I just knew that a few days before somebody told me, you don't need to know Jack. You just need to know Jesus. I don't need to know Jack. Say, I don't need to know Jack. Say, who's Jack? I don't know Jack. I just know Jesus. Amen? All I need to know is Jesus. Today It's an amazing day for you where you can say, Lord, I want to give fruit. I want to give fruit that remains. I don't want to give fruit that people would say, oh, yeah, he's from the wrong tree. Definitely the wrong tree. If you're an avocado tree, there should be avocados. You cannot be an avocado tree and be given oranges. So what fruit are you giving? By your fruits, people will know you. By your fruits, people will know you. Is there a fruit of joy, love, peace, patience, kindness? goodness oh okay hold on hold on I'm writing listen is there fruit in your life are you desiring even if you don't have fruit yet are you actually wanting to give fruit you know Jesus cursed the fig tree for not giving fruit I'm like that's a messed up thing to do Jesus curse a tree because it has no fruit you know what Jesus the reason Jesus did that number one because he was hungry he wanted something to eat number two because he realized it is not normal It is not natural for God to have created you a fruitful being and you bear no fruit. It doesn't make sense. It should never happen. Why should someone else bear fruit and not you? Why should you leave the blessing and the multiplication and the giving of the love of Jesus to the person next to you? Why? Well, because they, uh, why? Really, why? Why? You don't know what I've been through precisely because of what you've been through. You should have more reason to share the love of Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, the the Bible says he who is forgiven most, loves most. So I wonder, what leads you to hide your faith so that you don't bear fruit? Well, there's different kinds of fruit actually. No, no, bro, no. there There is, yeah, the fruit of repentance, all that. But in the Bible, think about this. If nobody ever gave fruit, you would be in hell today, man. If everybody thought the same way you did, where would your life be? Where would the the future be? If everybody had your own mindset, well, fruit is, you know, I got my faith with God. It's God and I. That's ridiculous and that's demonic. There's no blessing in that. It's not just you and God. You mean to tell me that you think so highly of yourself that you alone think you deserve heaven and no one else? Fruit is important. Fruit matters. In this church, we will Teach you how to give fruit in your walk with Jesus. Formation Fridays. If you don't want to give fruit, ask yourself the question, am I really this brand? And then if you don't ask yourself that question, ask yourself, why am I not asking myself that question? What am I afraid of? I stop being afraid of people getting mad or sad because I demand what Jesus demanded of me. Why should I hold back? Why should you hold back? I remember the day I lost a friend because of Christianity. And then I realized, this is, feels good. I'm not playing. I was like, you are soft. That's how I felt about the guy. I'm judgmental. I know. Whatever, dude. I was struggling. I was a brand new Christian. You know, this guy, he was just like, well, man, you're not down. You're not down. I was like, yeah, I'm not down anymore. Not for that. Well, whatever. I was like, I felt him going, do, 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 do. Don't let go, Jack. And I was just like, it's over. I just broke up with the world. Like right there. I broke up with the world. Have you broken up with the world? Or are you still having an affair with the world? Are you still thinking like, maybe it is for me. Maybe it isn't. See, because fruit, fruit will tell you what the root is. If there is the root, And there's true root. And you're rooted in Christ, you will bear fruit. Sooner or later, you'll bear fruit. Maybe you're one of those, kind of like that kind of tree that just grows inside and grows and grows. And all of a sudden, people are like, nah. And boom, you just explode. And the fruit comes out. And now people are like, can I have some? Maybe that's you. Maybe God's been just growing you and growing you and growing you silently. You're the one of those sleepers, those watchers, those people that say, it's in my heart. It's brewing. It's inside of me. See, you can't tell, but I'm pregnant with multitudes. You can't tell, but it's inside of me already. It's in here. It's in here. I still got one more. Man, I got one more number for that pin. But as soon as I get it, you'll see the wealth of my king. Do you get what I'm saying? I got one more thing. But I'm asking, do you want to have fruit? Do you actually desire it? If you don't desire it, you're going to hate your leaders in this church. You're going to despise them because they're going to push you to do something that you don't want to do. But if you want to grow in the kingdom of God, they'll be your best friends. They'll be amazed. They'll, you know what? Louis? you and I are so different. We look different. Your last name is Chong. My last name is Martinez. Um, I come from Mexico City. You were born here, yeah? Um, I, you know, we're different. Yet, there's so much love between us. I mean that in the full sense. I mean, for real, for Like I'm excited to officiate your wedding next week. Ah! It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be so cool. You know what, I'm, I'm so excited for you two to live out the gospel. Can you come up here, Louis, real quick, please? I'm going to put you on blast for just a second. I know Mexican Chinese people get red. All right, oh, okay, Coco. Cool, cool. So I'm going to ask you this. You told me the other day, like, you know, I asked you, you know, how convinced are you? We secretively talk bad about that, you know, but not really. I said, how convinced? Are you sure? Are you, at which point? You guys, you guys ever asked like, at which point did you say, mm, 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 yeah, that's it? I mean, all along, I'm sure, right? There's been great signs and all these things, and uh, you know. But there was one thing you shared with me. Mm. You remember that moment, yeah. uh, where you're like, "Yeah, this is this, this, this gonna be awesome." Yeah. Can you share that with with us today? Is that is that yeah. all right? Cool. I'll give you 20 bucks later. All right. All right. So, uh, Nat and I were were we
0: went like food tasting uh, for our for our venue. So we were just uh, it's that one, right? Oh, okay. Did I tell you a lot? I tell you everything. So. Uh, we went food tasting, and pretty much we were on a stop sign. And Nat always does this, but she like calls out things, like little things. So we're on a stop sign. We're we're going home. You know, we're gonna go hang out. And and she's like, "Hey, this guy like there's a there's a there's a like homeless guy. He doesn't have shoes." And I was passing already the stop sign, and he's like, "I was like, wait, he doesn't have shoes?" And she was like, "Yeah, he doesn't have shoes." And I was like. Okay, well, let's go give them my shoes. So we went to my house, and we got, like, some Jordans that I had. They were just washed. They were pretty cool. So we went, and, and um, we picked up this, these shoes. We gave them socks and, you know, some water and stuff like that. And I was, like, as we were driving, like, the excitement that we had together, I was, like, wow, this is, this is what we want. This is, like, this is what I want. This is, this is what our relationship's going to be about. You know, and, we, and it was cool. We went. And when we got there, the guy was walking, and it was cool because Nat was like, "Yeah, she was so pumped about it." We get out. Um, His name was Ted Teddy, and he pretty much like we prayed for him. He gave his life to Christ that day. He was like crying. It was awesome. And and that day, that day, that day was the day that that I. I mean, I already knew, but it, it just like it solidified the our relationship and where it's heading and and what we want in regards to you know. We're not just coming together to be a great couple and have a great relationship. We're coming together to serve God and serve His kingdom and and make disciples. So,
1: amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, (laughs) now, Nat is like, yeah, it was his shoes. It's easier that way. (laughs) But but no, you know what? It is. It's crazy because the last F. It's it's focus. Are you focused? First one, do you have faith. Are you faithful? Fruit and focus. It's easy to have faith when you are faithful, when the fruit is there. Focus is what it's required for fruit to happen for faithfulness to flow, and for faith to grow. Listen to what I'm telling you. Focus in your life will give you so much strength and power to do the work of God, to live out your... I think some of you guys struggle a lot in your relationship with Jesus, not because you're horrible or because you have no faith, or not even because you're not faithful. It's because you don't focus. I don't have the ability to do a thousand things. I wish I did. But I, could, I just can't do it. If I can get uh, Georgie up here real quick. I wish I could play like George. I wish I could play the piano. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I could do that, you know, because then I'd just be playing the piano for my wife. I think playing the piano is really, really cool. I wish I had the gifts, you know. I wish I could do so many things. I wish I had the ability to speak five languages. I wish I could be invisible. (laughs) I wish I had all these abilities, you know. But the Apostle Paul said something really sweet. He said, this one thing I do. One thing. This one thing I do. I leave what's behind and I press towards the one goal. He says, my upward calling in Jesus Christ. That's my one thing. See, you want to have a thousand things. You want to be a great honored, revered, next Rihanna, next, it's true. You want to be the next Ronaldo? You want to be the next everything, but you can't do everything. You can do one thing, though, and that one thing, I promise you this, should you end up a Ronaldo or a Rihanna, it won't be about you. You won't be saying, say my name. Say my name. Say his name. His name is Jesus. He's your Savior. He loves you. What do you do? What do you do? I'm a salesman. No, no, no. What do you do? Me? I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, and I enlarge his kingdom. That's it. In sales, as a husband, as a father, as a friend. You know, this guy was asked one day, and I love, love this answer. It's ridiculously cool. He was being interviewed. His name is John Wesley. This guy asked him, what are you supposed you were to do if you knew that you were to die at midnight tomorrow? And he said, why, why sir? Just as I intend to spend the day now. Just as I, just as I intend to spend the day now. I'm going to do. Then he went on to talk about his schedule. I'm not going to read it to you because you may be prone to think, oh, because he was a, a preacher. Preach at all times. At all times. Whenever necessary, use words. Your life will always preach. Who you are, who you are should be focused always the problem is that you're stumbling, you're falling into sexual temptations, into lust, into, man, I'm telling you, into drugs, even alcohol. In this place, some of you are falling into emotional drunkenness. Ah, it's true. It's because you're not focused. If you're focused on the Lord, if you focus on the King of Kings and what his heart is hardest for you, telling you it's amazing what light can do, but it's even more amazing what focused light can do. You know what I'm saying? You know how far focused light can reach? Lasers, man, just sharp, cutting, deep, far. Some of us are so beautiful, dissipated all over the place, so hippie, so beautiful, you're so nice. But it's about you at the end of the day, isn't it? How nice you can be, how kind you can be, how much you can give versus I'm focused. My niceness has a purpose. You have money, praise God. What are you doing with it? Love God. Love people with it. Lead them to him. Man, you have degrees. Praise God for that. Get some more. Show the world how it's done. What are you going to do with it? What do you want your platform for? So people can say your name? Or so people can see you and say, oh, that's the brand that I want to wear. You see, what makes Yeezys so expensive, I cannot find out, is the guy who sweats in them. Why do Yeezys become expensive, Georgie? I know you're a pro in this and you sell them. Because they're uh, endorsed by Kanye West. Did you know that there's endorsements, right? This this guy endorses these things. Now, of course, you can say it's the craftsmanship. It's how beautiful they are. It's how they look. It's how they feel. They're so comfortable. Yeah, Toms are comfortable, dude. They're not $1,500, and they stink a lot. (laughs) I'm asking you why. It's who's endorsing. Who's endorsing? Can God endorse your life? Or have you lost that endorsement a while ago? I tell you what. God wants to endorse you. He wants to endorse your career. Did you know? Hey, listen. You play baseball. Anybody play baseball here? What if you had the greatest endorsements? I'm talking about not even Nike or Adidas. Kingdom of God. Does that make sense? What if your endorsement was not earthly, but was heavenly? What if, what if you actually said, I want to focus my life on you, Lord? Would you be my endorsement? Will you endorse my marriage? Would you endorse me, Lord? I want to live in such a way that when people see this, they'll say, ah, Jesus. They may not like it at first, but they'll respect it, I promise. And you know, when they go through a tough time, they'll know where to look. Because at least they'll know you were real about your faith. And though they criticize you or might have even hurt you at times, they'll know in the depths of their heart, like my buddies. One of them turned out to be a porn star and gave her life to Jesus. The other guy became one of the shot colors of bloods. Anthony gave his life to Jesus. I'm telling you, one of them was coming, came from a Muslim home, completely just crazy, angry against so much, ended up giving his life to Jesus. Did you know that the first person that my buddy Anthony called after five years in prison, it was not his mama, it was not his friends, it wasn't his thugs. It was the guy who one day shared with them the love of Jesus. And he knew that no matter where we were, there was this four F's right there. There was faith. There's faithfulness. What's the next one? Fruitfulness. And then what's the last one? Focus. And I'm telling you guys this. You will be an anchor for your family. You will be an anchor for your family. You are the anchor of your family. Amen? You are the anchor of your family. You are the anchor of your family. You are the hope. You're the anchor of your family. You are that person. Stand up, please. Let's pray. Man, this is, this is wild, Paul, right? He writes in 2 Corinthians 11, 24, 27. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Five times he was beaten just like Jesus was. Five times, 39 lashes. Jesus received that one time, 39 lashes. And the Jew says, really? You're a disciple of Jesus? Five times we're going to punish you just like your master." Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, not weed. Again, rocks. Three times I was shipwrecked. And and by the way, it wasn't just he was on a cruise, man. He was going to preach the gospel. A night and a day I spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers in the sea, dangers among the false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. So leave me alone for I bear the marks of Jesus Christ. I don't know what dangers are ahead I don't know what dangers you may come across. What I do know is this, that it's worth it. It's completely worth it. Close your eyes, please. Let me pray for those of you that are willing, only those of you that are willing to say, Lord, I don't know what's ahead, but I know you're there and I want to go there. I don't know exactly what is awaiting me. I don't know what will happen when I tell my my boyfriend, I'm not going to sleep with you anymore. Why? Because I want to live right. If you're going to do this, let's do it well. I want to live my life for Jesus. I don't know what dangers you're going to come across when you tell your Catholic family that you went to a Christian church and they'll be like, no, we're Catholics. And you say, it doesn't matter. It's not religion. It's Jesus I'm looking after. What dangers will come when at work, you don't go to the smoke smoke breaks anymore. Instead, you open your Bible in the middle of lunch. People begin to call you a hypocrite and say you're going to fall again and again. And you say, watch me be faithful. I don't know what's in front of you. What I do know is who's there. With your eyes closed, i like to pray that God would give you that brand. Dear God, I thank you so much because I know that today some people in this room, Lord, are going to be branded by you with faith, with faithfulness, God, with fruitfulness, and with focus. Dear God, I pray that every man and every woman in this room that calls themselves a child of God today can truly say, Lord, I am ready to bear the marks of Jesus. God, I want to give fruit. God, I want to be faithful. God, I want to be faith-filled. God, I want to be focused. Forgive us, God, if we've been unfocused. Forgive us, God, if we thought of so many things in our day, and the last thing is you. Forgive us, God, if we have at some point thought That it's okay to be a Christian without sharing the love of Jesus. Dear God, forgive us if you ever, ever saw us faltering instead of being faithful. God brought something to my mind and can I tell you. It is not a struggle between heaven and hell. For even a fool will choose heaven over hell. It's a struggle between heaven and the world. Because the world offers you so much. No, it takes a real wise woman, a real wise man to say, I want eternity, not this. Not this. I want the greater. I want the future. It takes faith to believe and to be driven by eternity and not by temporary. Dear God, I pray right now that you give us that kind of down the road faith. That men and women here would arise and say, God, I want to live out for you my Christianity. If there's someone here that hasn't yet given you their life, that today at least they'll know that there's a real deal, God, that Christianity is not easy. It's not meant to be easy. Some great things, most great things, take a lot of great work. And I know, Lord, that our relationship with you may just be marked by tough times. But I pray right now that in those tough times, you will show your tough mercy, your great love, your greatest strength in our weaknesses, God. I pray that those girls that are here and that are deciding to say, Lord, I want to follow you, God, that you would just say to them, take one step towards me, I'll take three towards you. Dear God, I pray right now that these girls know that they'll never be alone, that you will value them like no one else. God, that you will show them what true love is about. God, that these men here, will sh- you would show them, God, that there's no greater purpose, no greater accomplishment, no greater strength than the one found in you. Dear God, I pray right now that this church, this group of men and women, God, would bear much fruit for you. That California would be saved for you, God. That California would know that you are the Lord, God. That they would have no option, God. Dear God, I pray right now, right here, right now, God, that instead of California being the capital of pornography and the main exporter of porn to the rest of the world, it would be the main exporter of the gospel, God, of the love of Jesus, of redemption, of forgiveness, God. Flood this nation, God. Flood this nation. I thank you, God. If there's someone here that wants to give their life to Jesus, maybe you want to recommit your life and say, God, I want to give you me. I don't have much. I just have me, and I want to give you it all. I want you to have it because I want you, God. I don't want my life. I want your life. Would you exchange that? Let's do this, God. If this is you, I want you to pray a simple prayer. It's not magical words. These are words that will help you. To put a framework around the faith that God is putting in your heart right now. Would you tell them, Jesus Christ, I give you my life. I give you my heart. Would you please forgive me for all my sins. For every one of them. Those that people don't even know about. Jesus, forgive me. Thank you for paying for them with your life. For bleeding for me, God. Jesus, I accept your sacrifice. Would you change me? Change my life. Make me the person that you will want me to be, God, and that you created me to be. I want to be faithful, God. I want to be faith-filled, Lord. I want to give fruit. Help me be focused. In your name I pray. Amen, amen. Give somebody with a brand of Jesus a hug. Give somebody with a brand of Jesus a hug. God bless you guys.